You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What's going on, everybody? This is Eric. I'm here with Anthony and Shana. Welcome to another episode of Can We Talk? How y'all doing today? Doing good, good. doing good. Great, great. We got a, a pretty interesting topic today we're gonna hit, we're gonna touch on it's very controversial um it's something that we don't really talk about a lot especially in our community and this is the uh homophobia in the black community um so let's let's get started but first you all want to tell Sean let's touch on real quick I want to touch <laughs> on the, the tweets that Donald Trump said just because it's he talked about the NFL and it's today is Sunday so I really want to touch on it very fast but uh Donald Trump during his his campaign i guess a campaign rally on friday he talked about how um those who take a knee the nfl owners should essentially uh fire them <laughs> and he, he called them sobs and so you know it's a very controversial statement and the following day he criticized um steph curry and disinvited him from the white house and so <laughs> and so before we get started about our, our, our topic on homophobia I just want to touch base on that. I know Anthony, you don't want to, you don't care for Donald Trump at all. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll speak to let my plug in there. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just say this: when I'm listening to the news, usually I like to be informed. You know, I listen to nine ten AM Superstation. I listen to nine fifty News Radio that uh, Marquise works for. Mm. I like to be informed, um, but sometimes when it gets to Trump, I just like to change the channel or turn on my music because I don't want to be depressed every day. I don't blame you. Um, oh yeah, follow me on Instagram, Reluctant Movie Buff. Um, peep my upcoming review of the film Stronger, starring starring Jake Gyllenhaal. That's going to be on at We Are Critics on Instagram. Side note, I'm looking forward to seeing that one. It's a good one. It's a good one. But it's like it's 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 Oscar bait, but it's good Oscar bait. Okay. Good. Yeah. I don't like obvious Oscar bait. <laughs> I really don't like. Oh yeah, you trying to. Put your bed in. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal. I think he should get the Oscar for this one. He 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 does good. Oh. I heard this. I mean, the story is a real story. I heard it was amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, the real story yeah. is crazy. Yeah. But back to the Trump thing, like, like my issue <laughs> with that is now like everybody's going to kneel, and yeah. it's like taking away from the original purpose that Kaepernick, like he was kneeling for, you know, police brutality. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's kneeling in protest. To Trump, right. which I feel like now is it's like the new fad. Yeah, right. like it's allowing his original purpose to be hijacked by cowards, in my opinion, because they weren't kneeling while he was kneeling. It was very few people who were kneeling while he was kneeling. And now that he's not, he's out of a job, and all mm. these other people are like, well, they can't fire us all. Well, they couldn't fire all y'all last year. Mm. You know, it's it's sometimes, and I, I know you're going to disagree with me. That's how you get the trends running, though. Sometimes you got to trick the cowards in the in the joining. Yeah. But now it's like I said, it's like a protest against Trump and not a protest against to like a a real issue, which is police brutality. Right. I'm just gonna keep it simple. Just we need to um, let the NFL players do what they feel is best for them. Um, and I think that again, protesting is a, is a proper form of sort of letting the world know how you feel and your stance on the situation. So I completely agree. Take a knee, do what you got to do, um, but also realize what you're processing for. So, so let's just keep it like that. So let's move into our topic of homophobia in the black community and in the community in general. So for me, I was always raised with this notion of I could care less about 
about what people do in their um, in between their sheets, around their sheets, whatever that is. You know, let them live their life, let them do what they have to do. But for some reason in our community, we have this uh, strong notion that those who are other or who are different, it's a it's a moral flaw, character flaw, whatever you may see it. Is that something that's exclusive to our community? Oh, no, that's that's not exclusive to our community at all. But I feel like in our community, it's, it's a lot more taboo. You know, I think that it's always you're going to get a lot of a lot more dissent when it comes to your sexuality in our community as you hope as you would in, in others. Um, but again, it's across the board. We still have a long way to go in terms of this topic. Um, so what are y'all, y'all thoughts on our community and our response to uh, homophobia or, or uh, homosexual relationships? What is it? I think as far as black masculinity goes, you know, when, when you're in the obvious places where it's um, at its most um, at its peak, you know, barbershops, you know, mm-hmm. bars, it's not allowed, you know, and if it's and if it's not condoned either, you know, but sometimes you see changing of opinions, you see changing of minds as time goes on. And sometimes you have to ask yourself, are you changing your mind because that's the that's the collective norm because mm-hmm. that's PC or are you changing your mind because you're really starting to see, OK, everybody's really different. You know, I'll just I'll just use one of the most prime examples I've ever seen. And um, I respect this man a lot as an artist, you know, Busta Rhymes. There was a documentary way back in the day in the 2000s. I can't recall the name, but they asked him, do you think a homosexual would be allowed in hip hop? And he kind of like laughed it off and he kind of like like walked out of the room. It was the end of the interview anyway, but he was like, come on, man. <laughs> and then you see, you know, um, not not too long ago, they asked him, hey, what do you think about homosexual uh, hip hop? Oh, well, you know, I think it's a, um, it's a new time. You know, it's a, it's a very inclusive mm-hmm. time in hip hop. It was a very PC answer. I mean, yeah. he, he did stand his ground and says, you know, me personally, I don't condone it, but I can understand. And I'm like, my, my stance is. Are we going by what we what the collective sees as PC, or do you actually feel that way? If you feel that way, you're entitled to your own opinion. This mm. this is life. I mean, it is what it is. So uh, yeah, it's just there's a lot of things we could touch on, but we could like start with that. Yeah, I mean, think, I think subjects like this is something where it's so polarizing that if you don't really conform to what is again political politically correct or, or what society deems as being um, the standard or normal. Yes, you will be ostracized in a lot of cases. You could lose your job. You could be scrutinized. Um, but I think that in terms of overall perception of um, of sexuality has definitely changed over time. More people are more open, and I mean, and, and they should be. I think people should be willing to express themselves and express their 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 feelings and sexuality, and not feel like they will be threatened or their life would be uh, threatened because of it. So I think that again, it's just like a civil rights issues. You had to grow. You had to you know, start somewhere, and over time, people's thoughts and opinions change. Yeah, and so, I mean, we read an article, and I know you can can go into a little bit further, but there was an article basically saying that straight men are are no better or sort of more complicit in um, pushing white privilege. And so, sum it, sum it up for us a little bit. <laughs> it was The article is basically saying, like, straight black men are the white people of black people. <laughs> It's and, on the route. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Um, on a blog. Like, that's um, a subsidiary of the route called Very Smart Brothers. I don't think this is a very smart article. It's not backed up by any data. And I feel like when you make a statement like that, you have to back it up with some numbers. I don't think that straight black men who are, like, at the bottom of every totem pole, like, when it comes to criminal justice, education, 
and like income when you in- include incarcerated individuals. Mm-hmm. I don't think that is a true statement. This this is the way I approach this, and I, go ahead, Eric. No, go ahead, go ahead. The way I approach this was, you know, the way I look at it. If you're black in America, you got it tough. If you're black and gay in America, you got it even more tough. If you're black, gay, and female in America, mm. you got it got the toughest of all, maybe. But my thing is, just because one subgroup of one race has it worse more than the other doesn't mm. mean that other subgroup is considered better or the white people of that right. group. You know, if a, if, a, if a so-called redneck gets arrested and, you know, a middle-class white man doesn't, that doesn't mean that redneck is better than that white man because let's say you see a straight black man like me mm-hmm. and a so-called redneck out, you got a racially motivated cop swerving up on us. Is he going to arrest both of us or is he just going to arrest one of us, which would be me? Right. So I, I think I think the term is a little redundant. I mean, I, I can kind of see where the article is going with, even with the title. I think they're— Contradictory, not redundant. I mean, there are there is a hierarchy of— privilege even within subsections of our society so of course again like you said black straight males will be the dominant uh people of the the black community and so in terms of that yes on an overarching larger broader sense that doesn't make sense but strictly saying that within our 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 subculture black straight males do hold the privilege and authority we are the ones who you know set the ideas of what is right what are norms what are what are things that are, are sort of different um in our society and i think that yeah i I see a lot of truth in that i mean think about even hip-hop culture hip-hop culture is dominated by black males who also set the trends of what is acceptable and even if you're looking at kids in school they're trying to conform to what we view as being this this picture of black maleness Mm -hmm. right and so i think that it's it is a lot of a lot of truth you just have to look at it not in such of a grand sort of like scheme but more so just looking on a level of within our subset of our community when we're interacting with each other who do who has the the dominance in that um in that sort of group i I don't think that black men or black women like have the power to oppress anybody even even within our own groups i i don't like like oppression is something that is like systemic in my opinion so i don't Mm -hmm. feel like black men have the power to do that I'm just me personally. I'm looking at it through a worldly view to the point where even if straight black males may be the considered the white people or black people, does it matter in a in an overreaching context? Like, does it matter? Like when you when you're going up against white people, Mexicans, you know, Africans, mm-hmm. like does it matter? Because I was I reading this study about you know openly gay people and their wages, mm-hmm. and openly gay black men make more than openly gay white men. And openly gay mm-hmm. white women and openly gay black women. So how is that like? The, how is that privilege? Is it male privilege? I'm just look, overall. Or? I'm looking at it. Even look at it from a way of um, sort of even in the in the television shows that we watch and the books that we read. For instance, yeah, a lot of a lot of the television shows um, are, especially that the deal with black people, are often told from the perspective of a black male. I think if you're looking at something that sort of parallels that or something that sort of broke the mold, look at Masters of None, the episode where um, Aziz's character and I forgot, what's her name? Lena Waithe. Lena Waithe. She's told her story of herself coming out to her family during Thanksgiving. She won an Emmy for that. And she won an Emmy for it. And I think that's one of the few few times that a, a 
black woman who isn't uh, cisgendered was able to tell her story and um, and people were able to accept that. And I think that's that's kind of rare, even within our own culture. I don't know, because Omar from The Wire was widely accepted. <laughs> He's like a favorite. But then again, but, you know, the 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 um the redeeming factor of Omar's character was that he was the black Robin Hood. Yeah, right? he, he had was, a cold. He was the black Robin yeah. Hood. Right. And even then, he still he still portrayed that thug type. And so it, exactly. in Omar, you wouldn't even tell. You wouldn't know he was gay unless you got to really know who he was. Whereas if you have the flip side of that and you look at something like Empire and you mm-hmm. have um, Jamal's – is his character's name Jamal? I don't no. watch Empire. Yeah, I don't <laughs> watch, but I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, one of the sons, he is gay. Um, and, you, you know, you have these people who – at the time, it was Empire and Power were both considered, oh, those are the top black dramatic shows right mm. now that mostly everybody watches. And most people would go more towards Power. And I said, oh, you don't like Empire no more? I, mm. I thought you were a fan of Taraji. No, it's just they, they be on too much gay-ish. I'm yeah. like, huh? And they say, well, you know, they show the character, you know, they show some people going down on each other. I'm like, this is Fox, you know? And mm. I'm like, well, okay. Um, so I kind of I kind of have to ask myself: Does Power have gay characters? Do they have gay prominent characters on Power? If they did, would things change? Oh, I gotta ask that question. You know what? And I think that's one of those things where straight black men in that article it makes sense. It does make sense because even Fifty Cent, the executive producer himself, said, "Yo, y'all be on too much gayish on, on Empire." Right. And so the words that we say, you know, the way that we sort of go about. Um, I would say like digesting our information is always from the perspective of what's the norm. What is, what is normal in society? And a lot of times we even paint ourselves. And unfortunately society does this in general. They take a small section of a minority population and sort of cast that as being what the population is. Mm-hmm. Um, we do the same thing within ourselves and we sort of isolate those who are different in our community and paint them as, Oh, you know, that, that, that's gay. You know, that's, you know, that's not normal, but yeah. what is normal? And that shows you, like, we have so much um, diversity in, in who we are as a culture, even as with being in the subculture, it just shows you that we aren't doing a great job of reflecting that and bringing those stories to light. There's a lot of mix of apprehension and aggression that comes from behind that, that comes in front of because because we were a little apprehensive towards um, the the feminine part of things. I'm talking about just black, straight males. We there's apprehension behind that as well. Like when you look at something like a Tyler Perry uh, play, mm. when he first got on the scene, a man wearing a dress, running around, holding like popping off a gun. I thought it was hilarious. You know, right. you know, black women thought it was hilarious. Black black men thought it was hilarious. Some black men were kind of like, Nah, I don't know about all that. Mm. He seemed like he liked wearing on that dress. Seemed like he liked it. You yeah. know, like it seemed like he on the down low. And you know, you didn't get. Too much of the same criticism was when Eddie Murphy was doing the clumps. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was kind of out there, but not like in the main spectra of things. And also Martin Lawrence and Big Mama's house. Sometimes right. people try to wonder, like, well, do they like putting us in dresses? Me personally, I don't think so. But I could see from a certain I can see how somebody could draw that conclusion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. you can definitely see that. I think that that sort of plays into There's um, few comedians who haven't done that. Yeah, that's why. I could, that's why I said like I can see how black somebody comedians. could draw that conclusion because there are like black comedians like it's f- too far in between of those who haven't put on a dress. Mm. And I remember like a lot of people say, you know, being homosexual that's not you know that's not what we do. That, you know, that's not what black people do. Um, and I and you know you got to look at that like that's just that's sheer ignorance. At, first off, at the fact that I mean. 
people, they just biologically, they think different ways. And I think it's that's the whole conceptual, I, you know, the idea of understanding that, you know, that could just be something that, that they learned or not learned or something they were born with. Um, and I think a lot of times in our culture, we just push that thing like, oh, you know, they must have learned that. Like, oh, they must have grew up with too many women in the house. So, you know, stuff like that. I'm sure y'all heard that. Yeah. Like a lot of people, they, you know, they think that it comes from trauma. Mm. But I honestly don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, some some people, they, like, they say that they're born that way. Like, mm-hmm. most, most people that are homosexual, they say, oh, I've always known. Right. Or I haven't had any trauma. Or, like, you know, some people are like, well, you didn't have your dad in your life. And I'm like, oh, I was a daddy's girl. And I'm mm-hmm. still like this. So, that, like, yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's like, and, and then you get into the controversy of the gay gene and, right. you know, uh, no, you're not born gay. And it's just like, you can't tell a person what their experience or what their thoughts are. I think it does come down to that. I really don't think that it matters, like, as far as the origin, whether you're born that way or, like, like because this is how it is now. Mm-hmm. And it, since this is how it is now, you shouldn't be treated like a second-class citizen just because mm-hmm. you're gay. I bring up another question. Do you think that religion, especially within our community, sort of yes. intensifies these these feelings? I don't gotta, think so. You don't think so? <laughs> oh, she don't. She doesn't think so. I don't think so because I like I was one of those teenagers that went to church on my own. Mm. Like I was in choir practice. I was in church all day on Sunday on my own. I had my own car. Drove myself. And I like and when you you know that into church. You travel to different churches, singing, you know, watching your preacher preach to other different congregations. And I really and um, I joined when I moved to Indiana, I joined a church down there mm-hmm. and um, I was what they call like it was like the bottom of Indiana. Like I was I was right outside of Louisville, Kentucky. OK, so they don't so know. The if, south, pretty much. Yes, they don't, <laughs> they don't know if they're the uh, like the south or the north, like right. because it's of where they are. And, like, I say that to say that I've been to, like, black churches. I've been to small black churches. I've been to big black churches. And I've never not been or, like, noticed or, like, oh, yeah, it's a some gay black man here or it's a gay black man up there. <laughs> I mean, but do you think in the, in the person's subconscious as a, as a follower of Christianity, this is— this is my take. I mean, I think Shana, Shana's an exception. Yeah. Because I think from, what, from, from my viewpoint— you do have people where it's in the black patriarchy and it's in the white patriarchy that, you know, when you go to church, you know, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. It may not be as pushed as much as it once was, mm. but it's still confirmed like, hey, you know, stick with with, with, with who you should be. Mm. With. But it's also come as you are. I don't and know. That's like, should, that was my, but like that, that was, I don't, I don't want to speak to anyone else's experience because I'm not a gay person. So I don't know how they like how they felt being in you know uh, the presence of a lot of Christian people I don't know I'm not sure if they were ostracized mm. by other people I just know I didn't ostracize them I knew that my choir director was a homosexual I still listened to him because he had a wealth of knowledge like right. it didn't make a difference to me and I knew that he was genuine in how he felt about God and how he felt about Jesus mm. I truly believe this does stem from Christianity though I truly believe this 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 uh, Claiming the the homosexual as the other, I believe that does stand for Christianity. And I mean, Christianity was used as justification for slavery, so I, there's there's a precedence for it. And I think um, it's about how you interpret the the word and, and whether you 
of course, Jesus said, accept all people, you know, regardless of where they come from. And I think that with Christianity, you hear so many conflicting dialogues. It's like, all right, should I accept this person? But are these people also damned to go to hell because of who they are? Um, I remember recently seeing a Facebook post where it was like, hey, uh, it was these church members, like the pastor, his first lady, who was a, a man. I think it was a transgender or transsexual. Um and then like some of the other deans or deacons who were also homosexual. And then people were just saying some nasty comments and, you know, like, oh, you know, that's that's gay. You can't be a follower of Christ. And, you know, I, I, I had a similar experience there and it was it was more tame. Um, someone close to me, you know, they told me their uncle was gay and they love their uncle. And I said, oh, OK, uh, oh, you saw your. Uh, so um, what do you think about that? Well, I still denounce the homosexual spirit because, mm. you know, I, I do believe it's a. Not a product of Satan, but just a product of evil. And I'm like, so your, your uncle is gay, but you, you still love him, but you denounce his, his way of life? It's, no, it's a spirit. And, you know, you, you can't really talk to somebody in, in, in when they're really hard in their beliefs. Mm. You know, but I, I, I just kind of walked away from that conversation feeling like, like, damn, you know, like, what what if I was gay, you know, as as, as this person's friend? What, what mm-hmm. then, you know? Well, now I'm thinking about it, you guys may have a point because— Fornication is accepted in the black church. <laughs> like you can come right. in, you're obviously not married, and you right. have a kid, and they will accept you with open arms. Like clearly, this this child was born, and it wasn't mm-hmm. born within the union. But you can still come, and like nobody really, you know, ostracizes anyone for that. But also, like I, um, I was reading that millennials are not going to church. Yeah. So, do you think that that has any effect on why, like? we're more accepting now i definitely agree with that because i i guess i guess i'm a millennial you know i'm 24 i just had my birthday you know happy birthday thank you thank you you. yeah i mean you know i I would consider myself a millennial um and yeah i grew up in the hall my mom was a jehovah witness so she took me to the hall my dad Mm -hmm. was indifferent he didn't really go to church Mm -hmm. um and I, I haven't been to the hall in a long time. And, you know, my girl's trying to drag me to a non-denominational church. And, you know, I'm going to go with her eventually. <laughs> but, no, no, I, I, I really will. But, you know, it's just I haven't been in a long time. And, you know, when you do go out, you go to college. You know, right. I, went, I went to Michigan State. You see different cultures, different people. Right. You know, your thoughts do change. Your worldview changes. And you could say it expands. Some people could say it just alters instead of expanding. But it changes. Yeah. And the thing about people going to church a lot less, I, I can definitely see that. Um, I don't know what the reasoning is. I don't know if it's just people aren't as, I don't know, I wouldn't say morally. I don't know. I, I really don't know what, what the what the situation You're is. trying to say we morally bankrupt, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't say that because, well, I mean, it's, you don't have to go to church to be to, be, to hold high morals. Um, absolutely not. I agree. I just think that our generation is more so uh, – we're busy focusing on other things. <laughs> definitely so. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's definitely interesting because when you're looking at those who, who do go to college and are around people from different cultures, they're generally more accepting as opposed to those who are, you know, who didn't go to school, just have a high school diploma maybe and you know, live in their own separate communities. And you can sort of parallel that to a lot of issues with even race. You know, when you're not around, a group of people who look different from you mm-hmm. or who think differently from you, you're going to obviously hold those uh, sort of mis- misconceptions about who they are. Um, I guess in this era, in terms of, they're always talking about this, this situation being politically correct and, and uh, being free to say what you want. Um, do you think that 
homosexuals and people who are who are other who don't conform to the social norms will they is there going to be a time and i feel like i don't want to go back to trump but trump's been really <laughs> focusing on, on he's been picking on people from different backgrounds different races religions ethnicities do you think it's going to be a time where we're going to see the same thing and we, i guess we have but see the same thing with homosexuals where we're going to sort of, uh, and I guess he, I guess he is in some extent in terms of the um, not letting transgender people serve in the military. So I guess I asked my own question on that one. Yeah, his but. argument was it, it's expensive, like their health care is expensive, <laughs> which doesn't make sense though. Because I think when you do, look at the numbers, not even, not a lot of them are actually taking advantage of um, the operations. They're not doing operations while they're there. But they still like they still have to. I'm not saying that he's correct in his assessment that mm. it's expensive, but they like they have to take hormones. So I guess like yeah. he was just saying like he basically doesn't want to pay for it. But isn't Viagra pills aren't they covered? <laughs> yes, Viagra pills are covered. So it doesn't it doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't. That's just it's so interesting though. It's just like um, how can someone contradict themselves so much in like one tweet or one statement? But that, yeah. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> no, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. And um, I want to say, you know, um, not not to keep going back to pop culture, but I think even just for the sake of like, you know, what, what someone would deem beautiful art, mm-hmm. you know, I think homosexuality can, you know, curb a person's view of mm-hmm. what of what is considered beautiful. And I'm just go to like the most blatant example. Um, Moonlight, the film Moonlight, yeah. um, it just it, it, it stormed the Oscars. Mm hmm. You know, and me personally, I'm a cinephile, but I think Moonlight was a, a beautiful film. But, you know, main people, talk to people in the barbershop like, oh, well, you know, congrats to them. But, you know, I ain't watching no gay movie, <laughs> you know, and, and there's guys that there's guys that have seen the movie. And um, I said, oh, well, what did you think of it? Oh, it's disgusting. I was right. like, uh, just because of that, you know, that one sexual one scene, scene he was like, well, yeah, I was like, man, you know, and it, it is what yeah. it is. Um, but I think it's a little unfair. And, and at the same time, you do have to look at it from other point of view. Like, well, mm-hmm. some of the few black films that have won Oscars, if it's only just two, mm-hmm. you know, you got 12 years and you have Moonlight. One, so is, slavery, gay, one yeah. is gay, yeah. one is slavery. Right. You know, and, and, um, you know, and if you look at something like The Color Purple, which most people say should have won that year, mm-hmm. and um, you, you start to evaluate. So there are different viewpoints to it. Both can be supported. Um I guess that's what I have to say on that aspect. Now, the homosexuality was prevalent in the book, but it wasn't as prevalent in the movie. So what do you think about that? Well, uh, The color purple. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what, man? I, I brought this up in the barbershop. Mm. I said one of the one of the few great black classics had a gay character. Everybody's like, what movie? I'm like, color purple, Sealy. Then everybody paused and said, well, nah, man, that wasn't like a big part of the movie. And I'm like, well, in Moonlight, it ain't all about just being just the main character being gay. Right. Well, they push it in your face. I'm like, well, Celie and Shook kissed. Like, you know what <laughs> I'm saying? True. Like, so even even when you say that, it's still kind of like that hard exterior of no. Yeah. And uh, and I think I think we, even with uh, the color purple, the time that it was built that it was created was it was a different time. People weren't as accepting of you know, homosexuality. And so they sort of glossed over it. Um, but I think yeah, it also like they really glossed over it. Yeah. Movie. Yeah. They really glossed over it. But I think it was just one of those things where at that point in, in time, people weren't as accepting. It was still a taboo. They thought, they thought that people who were homosexual automatically had AIDS, you know, things, things like that. So 
You know, it was just um, th- that at that point of time, we couldn't really focus on that. But I think with, even with the, the movie Moonlight, the one big issue is that people need to see it only because it shows the complexities of the human experience. You know, we are, in, in, in essence, everyone's life and everyone uh, goes through these unique journeys and it sort of expressed their journey in their own way, you know, in, in his specific way. And I think that that was a, that was an amazing thing. And again, we didn't we didn't see black people as a monolith. We saw them as having these deep issues that are very complex, that are uh, very emotional. Made us look like humans. Made us look like humans, and that's that's what it's about. Uh, we are joined by Marquise. Well, welcome. Hey, Marquise. Up, How you doing? We're just uh, touching on um, you know topic of homosexuality. Homophobia, homophobia, sorry, homophobia um, in, the in the black community, and you know some of the things that are so, sort of associated with that. Essentially, you know, our focus on um, you know hypermasculinity, you know, religion, you know, how all those things kind of play into you know people being homophobic, especially in our community. Oh, okay, um, so I'll just <laughs> I'll just jump right in where 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 I see fit. But it's good to be with you all today. Yeah, so I'm glad you can make good it. Be with you. So, what do you? Think, do you guys think like like what is your perception about like the difference between like homophobia between like black men and black women? Do you think black men are more homo quote unquote homophobic than black women? I think so. I think black men I think gay black men in my in my mind catch more flack than gay black women. Right. I right. think gay I think within our community, gay black women are more Congratulated. I mean, more receive more accolades in our community than gay black men. I wouldn't even say just in our community. I think in general, just like this fetish around uh, women. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I, think, I think gay black women have it harder in the, in the world view of things. But I mean, just be me. But I mean, I think people again they they are more accepting to gay black women because they feel like it's um less of a uh, of an issue, I guess, in their, in their in their minds. And I think um you know also maybe it's just perpetuated by how you know people fantasize like when you're a kid, like oh these two girls kiss, oh, like oh that's that's. You could look at it like it, this. I mean, in the black community, gay black women are you know they get they catch less of flack in the worldview. Gay mm-hmm. black men catch less of flack because it's like okay, maybe some people feel like we want the black males to be in a feminine position where they're mm-hmm. not strong. It yeah. could be a psychological thing, you know. Yeah, that's interesting. That definitely is. But I think for for me personally, I think. Um, yeah, men in general are more uh, discriminatory towards, or like I guess black men are more discriminate more against gay black men as opposed to women. Yeah, I don't know. Like my experience was different. Like the first time I saw Brokeback Mountain, I watched it with my dad. <laughs> I watched it by myself. I watched it with my dad, and I'm like, "Oh, what you think about it?" He's like, "It's a love story." Exactly. Yeah, I, I, you know what? And I was in middle school, man. You know, I um I watched it and um. You know, I I thought, all right, it's a nice love story. Um, you know, we was talking in, in the lunchroom and um, said, man, if anybody watched that movie, you gay. <laughs> and um, I was like, well, you know, dog, I watched it. He, he looked at me, he said, wait, you watched it? Did you fast forward over the thing? I was like, I was like, uh, well, yeah. He's like, wait a minute. Were your eyes focused on the TV when you were fast forwarding? <laughs> I'm like, dog, come on, man. And he kind of like made a big deal about it. But at the end of the day, we just laughed it off and moved on. Mm. You know what I mean? But yeah, there is this notion that what you see, you know, what you what you watch, what you listen to, sort of affects a person's, um, I guess, sexual attraction or, or preference. 
And I guess that, I mean, you hear that again in, in middle school cafeterias and high school hallways. Like, oh, you, you listen to that, you watch that. But it, it, has there any been, been any studies or any truth <laughs> that's come from that? I mean, it's just it's just this this assumption like, oh, we can't we can't have our our children watching stuff that has you know two women kissing or two men kissing because they're going to eventually grow up to be that way. This is what I wanted to touch on. This is what I wanted to touch on. But Marquise, if you got something to add, I was going to say um, I had heard somewhere that they put um, a gay character in. I don't know if it was a Disney film. It was a Disney cartoon. I can't remember which one. Now, is that cartoon geared towards um, young adults or straight up kids? Kids. Kids. It's like kids. Mm. My daughter doesn't watch the Disney Channel. Not because of that. It's just she um, she likes she thinks she's too grown. So. <laughs> my my focus on that is we got to be a little bit more careful. If you want to gear it towards the young adults, like um, like maybe uh, eleven and up, yeah. they're a little bit mature to understand, like you know, what you are is what you are. But right. if you're showing it to kids, and they're showing like two men kissing or two women kissing, you know, when you're a kid, you're very impressionable. Mm-hmm. You see something on TV, you think, okay, well, that's cool because that's on a Disney film, so maybe I should try that. Not every kid is different, of course, but right. at the same time, there is an impressionable, you know, curiosity there. So I think that is kind of towing the line to put gay characters in a in a film geared for like little kids below ten. So what do you do in a sense where a, a child, <coughs> you know, a four year old says, you know what, mommy, daddy, I feel like I'm a, I feel like I'm a boy, and then from there. They dress their child like a boy. You know, they, they have them go to the boys' bathroom. I mean, what are your thoughts about that? You think that's that's wrong? That it's something that, you know, sort of... I'm not be- doing that. Oh. I, me, personally, like, I'm not doing it. My daughter said, oh, I, I'm a boy, and I feel like I'm a boy. I'm not catering to that because she also wants to eat a whole bowl of marshmallows for dinner. <laughs> she doesn't know what's, what's best for her. So if we have a, a conversation because she's six now, mm-hmm. so we have a conversation 10 years from now, that conversation will be a whole lot different. My right. reaction will be a whole lot different. But as of now, no, we're not doing that. I, I agree. You'd have to give that time. I'm not going to just listen to a four-year-old saying, I'm this. I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> give me some web to put in my veins. You know, like it's, just, it's kind of the same principle. It's like, no, we're going to wait for a while. And then we'll see if you get a spider bite and you start crawling around. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just going to say this. Um, and I hope it's not offensive to anyone. Go ahead, uh, go ahead. But I just feel like um, it's forced on people. Like, it, like It's like society is forcing you to accept homosexuality and to accept. And my thing is, do you? You know? Right, right. Like, you don't see straight men running around, you know, having a straight uh, parade, you know what I'm saying? Or uh, the straight party, you know, like, just do you. Like, why do you have to broadcast to the world what you what you like or what you what you dig? Just live. Do you. And I understand that, you know, that they get railroaded against. You know, I think mm-hmm. a lot of times the way that the, the, the homosexual community is treated is they're treated very wrong. You know, but it's just I, I struggle with sometimes. Like, why do you just put yourself out there like that? Like, well, just right. just just be you. Just live. Do mm. do what you want to do. Right. You have that right. You don't right. have to. Why are we putting gay characters? Uh, you know, and in emphasizing cartoons? that they're gay in a cartoon for a kid. Yeah, some of those things are, are a little. I mean, you, it's like you forcing it. Like you trying to force people to. 
it's like the straight man is looked at as the enemy now. You know, if you right. if you say I agree with that. If if anyone says anything out the way, like, well, mm-hmm. I don't agree with him. You have the right not to agree or right. to agree. Oh yeah, and that's that's the the right we have as you know American citizens, and you know we talked about that in first first amendment talk we had I think last week. You know, you, I mean, you, you definitely do. You can say you can feel any way that you feel. Right. Um, and again, so people should be able to live their lives any way that they feel. Um, but I also look at it as this. Take, for instance, I'm going to go back to the, the Colin Kaepernick situation. Um, he ha- he still has the right to take the knee if he wants to and, and, and sort, of not, sort of not stand for the, the national anthem. But we can't also say, like, why, like, why are you doing it? I mean, so I'm, kind of, I'm trying to like draw, draw some parallels to what you were saying. He still has that platform, that right, and just and saying that um, just because we don't believe in it doesn't mean he still shouldn't be able to do. Right, he shouldn't be able to right. say it. But I understand. I understand. I think anytime you force opinions on other people, you're gonna get a lot of dissent. You're gonna I, get people who don't feel. I gotta jump in here. Um, I, I I don't like. Um, I I I agree with you, Marquise, about it shouldn't be forced on us because I do believe it is. It is being a little forced. But at the same time, when you say, you know, why not just put, why not put, why put yourself out there like that? I think they're doing it for all the years they couldn't put themselves out there like that. Because there were many, you know, we know, we know what went down before all of this. You know, homosexuality was a straight up, you know, that's gay. Like, you know, Boondocks, Riley, nigga, you gay. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That, That was said by a lot of young black kids. You know what I mean? So, I mean, for all the years, you couldn't put yourself out there like that. I could see if you want to stunt or shine. Mm -hmm. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. But also, um, like I do, I've had conversations with people. They're like, "Oh, I don't agree with that lifestyle," or mm-hmm. "I do agree with that lifestyle." But the one thing that nobody agrees with is that they, them being tr- like, or any group of people for that matter, being treated like second class citizens. Yeah, right. Like most people, when they were saying like, "Oh, I'm against gay marriage," they just didn't want it to be called marriage. Like we understand like all of the rights that go along with being married. Mm-hmm. Like you can give them their right, the, those rights. But I guess from their religious standpoint, they just didn't want it to be called marriage. Mm-hmm. I ain't, you can call it whatever you want because I understand. Like if you're with someone and you're in a you know in a union. Mm-hmm. There are certain rights that come with that. Yeah. You know, God forbid something happened to your partner, something happened to your wife, and now you don't have access to something that you helped build with them mm-hmm. because you weren't able to legalize your union. Mm-hmm. So I get that. Yeah, I was um I was in the car with, with my girl the other day, and we uh, we saw these flags. I think it was outside of a GM building or something, and it was um American flag, you know, uh, this flag, that flag, and then it was a gay pride flag. And she said, well. What's that flag? I said that's the gay pride flag. She says they they get their own flag. Like do do, <laughs> do I mean I mean I'm not saying nothing. It's just you know do black people get their own flag? Do do white people have their own flag? I'm like well you know I, I understand what you're saying and it, and she kind of she kind of like you know what uh, was protesting it a bit not against the gay people in general but it's mm-hmm. like well dang you know do straight people get a flag? Do, do yeah. transsexuals get a flag? You know right. and they're part of the rainbow I think I believe. Yeah, I mean, my I completely agree to play devil's advocate. I think in a lot of cases we always have that what aboutism. Like this person got this, but what about me? Or what about that person? What about this person? Because and that's a, that's a, like, because the the flying of the rainbow flag is me is essentially means you're safe here. 
Oh. Mm-hmm. So I can get where she's saying, oh, okay. like, where's the oh. black flag? Like, what? Right. I want to see a black flag so I know that I can come into GM right. and not <laughs> you know be discriminated saying? against because I'm black. That should be a thing. You want to start that? Right. <laughs> what should it be now? <laughs> I got the red, black, and green. Um, in terms of, you know, civil rights issues, and again, we went from dealing with issues of racial inequality, you know, um, and now we're sort of moving to issues, I guess, not really into issues of, of gay and lesbian rights, because I think with the passage of the uh, Supreme Court um, law, that sort of helped them in terms of that marriage part. But what do you think are the pressing issues that we face? And you think that there's still issues we need to resolve in terms of um, dealing with you know homosexuality and, and you know their rights. What rights don't gay people already have? I mean. They have the rights, like I guess any one of us, um, and I think a lot of the, the legislation that's been passed sort of ensure that they can't be discriminated based off of, you know, if a business owner wants to not serve people who are are, um, are gay or lesbian, they they can't do it. And I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of a, a, talking about social rights. Yeah, social rights. Because um, okay. think about it, it's a slippery slope when you're looking at the rights of uh, lesbian gay people that can have a negative effect on the rights of even black people. Think about, um, there was a law where they tried to pass where if I were, if I was religious, if I was a Christian and there was someone who was lesbian, I didn't, I had the right not to serve them. You know, that can easily be sort of blurred with race. Like, Oh, they're black. I don't have the right not to serve them. And so, I mean, I can see a lot of those things are sort of tied to one another. And I think you see a lot of the, the movements are sort of, um, sort of I guess compound one another you know they, they jump on the back of each other to sort of lift everyone up out of the oppressive state no don't make like make no mistake all movies jump on the back of black of oh yeah that was the foundation movies. that was the start you know since the, the, the like all of this is covered emancipation under, yeah all of this is covered under civil rights like yep. the rights of white women handicapped people mm-hmm. All of that is piggybacking off of the civil rights movement. All under that bill uh, is under the uh, Department of Commerce. So, yeah. And you know where the, um, the not the civil rights. It's a department where I think the they're trying to sort of defund it. And I think it might have deal with um, it might be the civil rights department. Did you hear about that? They're trying to like defund it or. or I, gotta look I think I heard something on that, but not enough for me to um, speak on it because I'm not that. But stuff like that is kind of scary when you think about it. I mean, you know, we did so much in terms of our history to sort of get to where we are now to ensure that we're not discriminated against because of our race, you know, religion, uh, sexual orientation. But if they're trying to defund um, programs like that or, or departments like that, you know, it's, it sort of sets one of those the bad precedents of, of in the next 10 years, you know, someone could legally discriminate against people of color, people who are of different religions and backgrounds and origins with really no, um, without even batting an eye. So that's kind of scary. And I got to read more into that. But I think, I think it's something. scary because we haven't fixed the African-American issues first. Yeah. It's like we we put a, a, a Band-Aid over a gunshot wound and then yeah. we try to move on we, without really fixing or healing the issue. Mm. I don't think uh, America is interested in uh, healing the issue. Um, I think psychologically, um, you know, we're still three-fifths compromised, you know, Mm -hmm. in this country. And I think, you know, um, the election of uh, a black president didn't change anything. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we're seeing it 
um, we see it now, you know, in, in um, his post presidency, mm-hmm. you know, that um, everything that he worked for uh, when he was in office, uh, the, the they're trying to change, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems as though the current president is trying to um, defund or um, bring an end to any legislation that that was put in place. Uh, currently trying to push a health care bill that puts way more Americans out of health care, uh, mm-hmm. especially those with pre-existing conditions, than um, than his predecessor. So, yeah. you know, why? what is that all about? You know, the, I mean, we have, a like I said, the president who questioned whether or not um, uh, President Obama was even born in America. I mean, mm-hmm. the to think that we have come so far... Yeah, it's uh, it's almost like two steps forward, three right. steps back, mm-hmm. and no, we're not getting uh, water hoses sicked on us and dogs, you know, uh, uh, attacking us um, it's in the streets. Psychological, but it's done psychological. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and I think that uh, we had at some point in time. I think our this generation, um, you know, that between thirty and fifty age range is going to have to stand up. And start uh, reaching back because um, it's now affecting our our, our 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 young adults and it's affecting our kids. You know, um, like uh, and said, there's no way that a um, cartoon should be out forcing. You know, mm-hmm. forcing like a, a kids don't get up knowing that they don't right. grow up knowing that. Like that's a learned behavior. You understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. they don't grow up at two and three years old thinking about gay, you know? You're, yeah. They yeah. just want to have, have any friends. Type of sexuality they have, they, yeah. They just, yeah, they just, they just, just want to play. Just, they just want to play. Uh, my little nephew who uh, just turned four, <laughs> um, I had my, my sister just moved, uh, and bought a house in Warren. And, uh, my little nephew was over there playing outside. I pulled up and went in the backyard Mm. And uh, the the white kid that lives next door, he said, "Hey, uncle." He said, "This is my brother." <laughs> and and they, he was just talking, hugged him, and they went on about them themselves playing. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, I thought to myself as I walked in, he don't see any color. It's not until we begin to teach them right. that they all of a sudden see that you know see yeah. themselves as oh I'm black you know right. and, or or he's white and I'm supposed to be inferior to him, you know, mm-hmm. or what, whatever, whatever we teach in our homes. I just think that I think that the homosexual should have the same uh, um, laws. I mean, they are they're people. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're not uh, robots or computers. They're people. Mm-hmm. So they should have the same laws. But here's the flip side of it. Mm-hmm. I think if, if someone has a, a Christian um, value-centered or Muslim value-centered business, right. and they elect to say, well, hey, listen, I don't want to make um, birthday ca- or wedding cakes for a, a homosexual couple. I think they have that right. That's tricky, though. That's, I mean, I, I, that's, that's tough. If, if that's something that they're basing their business on, you understand what I'm saying? I, I mean, you may not agree. But yeah. I'm, what I'm saying is, I think they still, I think they still have that right. I, but I, <clears throat> I guess I will also want to know if you don't want to serve me. Right, right, right. If right. you don't want to serve me, let me know. 
so I can go take my business to someone Somewhere who else. does. Right. And this and, and another thing too, we're we're living in a different day and time, mm-hmm. you know, versus our parents. Our parents were forced. My mother grew up in Georgia. Mm-hmm. She was forced to walk to the back of the uh, the the restaurant and order from the, from the alley, right. or order from the back of the the store, you know, because back then it was not a lot of black owned business, mm-hmm. you know, um or or the culture, you know, there weren't a lot of other cultures with businesses in the area. Mm-hmm. So they were forced to go to the white restaurant and order in the back of the restaurant or whatever the case may be. We have so much more advantage now where there is black owned business. You know, you can go people Black folks don't just eat soul food anymore. You right. know, we eat Middle Eastern food. We, yep. we eat every Chinese food. So it's not like we have options. And we and, and it's and it's money in the black community. We just choose yeah. to spend our money in different areas. You know, and I think mm. so. I think there's so many different things from an economical standpoint and a social standpoint that we have to look at. You know, it always bl- it blurs those lines because a situation like that would definitely go to court. It would go to eventually the Supreme Court mm-hmm. and then if they rule to say that that's acceptable for a Christian organization or for a person who identifies as being Christian or Muslim to deny someone's service that is going to be the law to land at that point so the, again that opens up the door to other things like right. could you deny someone who's black and that under that premise that kind of falls under it because if you if you believe that your religion says and again we talked about how people use slavery or the Bible to justify slavery, slavery if you believe that your religion says that slaves aren't really people or black people aren't really people or slaves aren't don't have any rights then that opens up the door to saying all right well i'm not gonna i'm gonna deny black people the right to come to my restaurant because i'm a christian or i'm a muslim and so that's just it's a slippery slope and again you do have the right to to find those places in your community where you feel safe you feel wanted but for instance if i live in a community and that's my only option and they're like oh well you black sorry you can't you can't you can't work you can't uh, eat here you know then you out of luck um and so that that brings so many just just issues that can come from that, you know, right. from that. Um, again, it would become a law to land. I, 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 I get it. You know, I get it. it and it's, it's very complex. Right. You right. know, it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's like health care. You know, it's <laughs> like it's a yep. very complex thing to think about, you know, and um, everybody's always worried about their rights, mm-hmm. yeah. their rights. You know, yeah. me as sure. a person, you know. Um, and, and and I mean that 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 is something really to think about, you know, as mm-hmm. to you know being denied services and stuff, and how that can be a slippery slope mm-hmm. that leads into um, being denied services because of uh, just the color of your skin, right. you know. Like I said, I think everyone has the right. I think if if someone doesn't want to want your business, you go somewhere where they do, you know. Yeah. Are you, did you want to say something? You were you getting ready to. No, I'm 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 taking everything in at the moment. I'm I'm listening to both of you and um no, I I had nothing really to add. So I would I will try to bring us back to where we started. Um so in the beginning when you weren't here, Marquise, we mm-hmm. talked about this article and it said that straight black males are um what is it? The white like people the white, yeah. of black people. The white people of black people. What are your thoughts about that? Um I I, I was reading some of it and I had to stop because I had something else going on. Um but um, I was reading some of it, and and um, it's something to really think about, though. You know, I never mm-hmm. thought about it like that, but I, I can see what they, you know, because I knew growing up, 
if if people had any inkling or you know thought that someone was was gay, right? A gay black male, more so. Oh, it was a rap. Oh, yeah, it <laughs> you was. About a, to get clown? Oh man, <laughs> you. I mean, and and those that still do, still get clown. Yeah, not as much though. Not as much. Um, I, I've seen uh, oh, yeah, on the high school. Yeah, level. working in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's I, I've true. seen it. Not as much. I've seen now where I think it is more accepting than ever before. I've seen a lot of straight boys in high school say, "Oh, let him do him." You know, he he yeah, cool. Yeah, let yeah. him do him. You know, as long as he don't bother me, he good. Let right. him be him. Whereas when I was younger, if if they knew that that person was like that, mm. they caught hell. I mean, got yep. jumped. Yeah. Uh, beat up on a regular basis, bullied. You know, right, like right. they they really really caught it, and I think that's why in the nineties um, they had so much of the uh, don't ask, don't tell stuff going on oh, yeah, uh, yeah. To, to try to just you know quell the situation a little bit. And uh, yeah. as time has gone like on, a, that was like an army policy, right? Where the number one victim of sexual assault is men. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh wow! Well, but yeah, I but mean, there are also a lot of men in the army. Well, yes, yeah, right, right, right. So, I, I mean, I, I think that it is getting better, but I think that, um, you know, we we still have a long way to go, mm-hmm. and um, I think they are deserving of rights, just like any. I mean, any right, other as, person. as a human being, as you a human being, type of respect. Stop looking right? at people as we were looked at as property. You know, I right. mean, stop looking at people as anything less than they're human. They're human, and I think that just comes to the, the construct of. America. America was built on uh, div- division and sort of division of labor, division of status, sort of the hierarchical tiers of, of importance. And I think, you know, that's been ingrained for 200 plus years. You know, it's almost like a, a, um, a mercantile system where, you know, if we have this pie and you want to get as much of the pie as possible, you know. And so the more resources you have, unfortunately, the less someone else has or the more rights you have, unfortunately, the less rights another person may have in, in the, uh, the process. And so I think that's just something we have to, it's a societal change to sort of get us thinking about just being human beings, just simple as that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're divided by religion, race, ethnicity. Um, and loving your neighbor as yourself. Exactly. You know, just <laughs> just love your neighbor. Don't want more for yourself than you do for the next man. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're just so selfish, I think, now and, and self-centered uh, yeah. nowadays. And so we don't think about um, the common man or, you know, or, or we just think about ourselves. What You know, my four, no more, you right. know. And so we have to, you know, just change our, our thought process um, in terms of. And I think that's really the place where mm. the religious society should be stepping in. Mm. You know, I think that bringing us back to the moral fiber of of America, Martin Luther King was not scared to step in and say, this is morally wrong. Mm -hmm. When he began to start to speak about the Vietnam War and he caught a lot of flack for that, he was speaking about this being morally wrong, you know? I mean, but what do you do in a society where every day it feels like the moral fabric is sort of being, you know, ripped away a little bit? I think you have. To, I think, like I talked about, our age range that mm. that range. We have to begin to speak up. Yeah. I think we have to begin to speak up and speak out, and and not and not be scared to catch flack. And that's yeah. where I give a lot because really at the end of the day, I think that's where a lot of the the problem comes in. Is I don't want to be wrong. Mm. You know, I don't want to be looked at as wrong. Like Colin Kaepernick has started a movement. <clears throat> 
for with what he did. Just and and that, that takes a lot for someone to sacrifice their freedom, mm-hmm. sacrifice their career, sacrifice everything that they could just have readily mm-hmm. because of his abilities for a cause. And a lot of us are, aren't willing to, to do that for a cause. Martin Luther King gave up his life and his freedom. You know, Mega yeah. Evers shot dead in the driveway mm. for freedom, you know, for a mm-hmm. cause that he wasn't willing to back down from. And well, I don't think... Like the woman killed in Charlottesville. Yeah. Right. I don't like to, like to frame the MLK thing like he died because he was murdered. But while he was alive, he did sacrifice time with his family. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't present for his wife and his children because he was thinking about everybody's family, right. everybody's yeah. children. Wow. He was thinking about, you know, children yet born. So I just try to, you know, try to frame it like of the sacrifices that he made, like while he was here, like he he, mm-hmm. he was a very lonely man. So in, very in, lonely man. in leadership, and I've been reading you know, about this a little bit. Huh? I'm sorry. <laughs> where, where, where did you hear that? There is a very good book written by Tavis Finally called Death of a King about the last year of his life. Wow. Okay. Because the reason why I say that is because um, I knew that he went through a depression. Yeah, you know, like and he near went the, in, yeah, near the end of his life, MLK was almost suicidal. <laughs> wow. Okay. I was going to add one, one more thing. So, um, in terms of leadership, there are people who are we call them servant leaders. So those who commit themselves to a cause or to whatever injustice, and through that process, they become leaders, and, they, and people look up to them. And I think being able to really voice your concerns, be actually be out there on the front line doing the work, you know, being out there in the community advocating on whatever you believe in, I think those are the leaders that we need. Those are the people who who definitely make that change. I agree. Mm. I don't this, think this we need my... leaders. We need everybody to be willing to make the sacrifice. But, but you, that's what it's serving. But you though. gotta have. But I think you still have to have leaders amongst them. Like you gotta have those who are able to speak. For mm-hmm. the masses who go back and get the word from from the masses and speaking, so you know, like for instance, King had inroads with the president, right? But he spoke for the masses of That's Southern true. blacks who they can't all meet with the president or mm-hmm. can't meet with the mayor. He spoke for them. Yeah. So yeah, this was a great conversation. Um, again, follow us. Can we on- continue this next week? Yeah, we can. I mean, this was. This we can't. I like. I definitely like this conversation. I see, Ant, something is brewing. He's, he's, think, he's thinking right now. Anthony, he's, he's deep in thought. But y'all, thank y'all again. Could be Hennessy. We had. <laughs> oh, was his birthday this I'm just weekend? Just drinking soda. Just drinking. Soda. But y'all, we had great conversation. Continue to follow us on social media. Happy birthday, um, thank you. And again, it's going to be. This is another episode. Of Can we talk? We we'll see y'all next week.